you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. right we serve a God who just never ever fails sometimes in our minds and circumstances we may think that but he has never ever failed us and he won't so if you're here today you're going through some things he ain't done with you yet baby he's still going to come through he never fails the key to it is that song said I sought the Lord and I found him man if you ain't getting the answers seek him he will be found because that's what his word says. Amen? It's a great day to be here in the house of the Lord. We're kicking off Christmas season. Woo! Anybody like Christmas? That was all the ladies. None of the guys put their hands together. They're like, yeah, I know what that means. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. No, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great season here at Compassion Church. Just a few things before we jump inside the message to get started. We still have our angel tree out there. We have a few more names left on the angel tree. I think they told me this morning, 14 or 15. Hey, I want to say this to everyone who's taken some names. uh, Matter of fact, I want to let you know, we started off with about 80 names and only to have 15 left. That's amazing. Give yourselves a hand. Put your hands together. Amen. But we got 15 more, and what we're asking you to do, if you took a name or if you go out there today and you decide, hey, I'm going to take a name, uh, take those names. We're asking you to bring the presents by, back by next Sunday, all wrapped and all that fun stuff. They'll help you out there, but we want to be a blessing. Amen? We've been talking about generosity. We're not getting into that. Somebody just says, oh, man, they go again. No, we're not getting there. We're going to talk about Christmas in a minute, but, but generosity doesn't ever stop because it's a spirit of generosity. So that means it's inside of me, and it always comes out, just like being nice. I don't be dice just one day. It's always inside of me. Some of you are like, oh, man, that's why I've been messing up. No, it's a spirit of niceness. You just got to be nice all the time, right? So, hey, like uh, Abby said on the commercial, Christmas caroling, maybe you can't sing. I can't sing worth a lick. So I'm going to bring some jingle bells, and I'm going to be the one doing this. So y'all just come, yeah? See, the, the Bible specifically tells us, what does it tell us about widows and orphans? And I would say back in that day, if they had a nursing home, that's what they would say. Go bless those in the nursing home. So just take a little bit out of your time. We're going to meet here about 9.45 on Sunday, uh, Saturday, 9.45 on this coming up Saturday. We're going to spend about 10 to 12 just being a blessing. We're going to hit, we got five nursing homes that said we could come out there. We just want to love on them, let them know they're not forgiven. So come on out, bring your kids out, bring your great grandkids, your grandkids, bring everybody you can out. Let's just go have some fun and bring the spirit of Christmas. Amen. And the last thing I want to remind you, well, there's two more things I want to remind you of. I want to remind you, um, we believe in generosity. We believe in loving on people. And so next Sunday, we're going to have a little bucket out or box out there by the next step desk. And you know, this is the time of season where it gets really cold. Sometimes it gets really wet. Depends what part of Texas decides to show up, you know, 100 degrees, 100 negative. You know, it depends. Rainy, sunshine, swimming in a pool, being drowned. You know, one. it just depends what part of Texas shows up. So what we're going to do is collect any gloves, socks, or blankets that you have that you might want to donate that are good and good and fair condition. Because we know that our loved ones, the homeless on the street, they go through those a lot uh, during the rain. And if they keep putting them back on their hands or on their feet uh, after they get wet, frostbite sets in, those kind of things. So we just want to be a blessing. So if you can and you want to, there will be a box out. Stop at the next step desk and drop those out. We'll start that next Sunday, give you an opportunity. 
And the last thing is, is Christmas services. Man, we're excited. We're doing a production. Yeah, put your hands together for Christmas services. We're doing a production. You don't want to miss it. Bring your family and bring your friends. I see a lot of people do this a lot of times. They go, well, my family and friends are in town, so I can't come to church. What? Bring them with you for one hour and ten minutes of your time. Bring them with you. You can cut away from that turkey. Uh, you need to cut away from that turkey. I see some of y'all. Yeah, no more desserts. Come to church. That's what you need to do. So bring them. We're having a Saturday night uh, on the 16th, Saturday night at 6 and 7.30. And on Sunday, it will be 10, 11.30, 1 and 6 p.m. So the 16th on that Saturday, so two weeks from now, give you an opportunity to start inviting people. The 16th, we'll have a 6 and 7.30, and on Sunday, the regular time plus a 6 p.m. service. So invite, invite, invite. It's Christmas time. You know, it's the mo- it is the most magical time of the year, no matter what. It is, it is the greatest time. Nostalgic things hit. Families come together. If they can quit bickering, they come together. They make memories. They, they, they think about memories. They make memories. Do you know that Christmas time is the is the number one time. It's the, the most that people will attend a church in the year. The most attended place is Christmas time if you personally invite them. It's attended more than Easter. It's attended more than Mother's Day. But Christmas time, more people come to church on Christmas time because people invite them. I want you to say this after me. I have an invitation. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared in the, with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to the God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom he, his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, the baby, and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray today that it comes alive inside of our spirit, inside of our hearts, that not one of us leave the way we came today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Luke chapter 2, in the very beginning of Luke chapter 2, it tells us that 
that the, the writer of the story, which is Luke, he tells us that what happened was that um, there's a census that had to be taken. There was ordered a census, and they had to go. Everybody had to travel back to their homelands and return to the city of their lineage, which for, for Mary and Joseph was Bethlehem because they were in the line of David. And while they were there, that's when the Son of God, Jesus, was born as it was prophesied that he would be born during that time. The King of kings and the Lord of lords was born. And the first person who knew besides Mary, you know, she was there. Mary had to know. Did you know? Yes, she did. She had a baby. Any women in here didn't know you were having a baby when you had one? Exactly. You knew. So I don't understand that song, Mary. How did you know? You did know. Now, Joseph, he didn't have a whole lot to do with it now because, you know, God, you know. So he was just sitting back. So Joseph wasn't really busy there. So, but he was born. Jesus was born. But the first person they decided to take talk to and announce this to, the first person God said, let's announce, was the shepherds. Isn't it amazing that it could have been governors, it could have been the righteous, it could have been the rulers, but instead, he said, let me tell the shepherds first. And I want to bring an understanding a little more about shepherds, what, what the whole purpose of the talk. We're going to talk about the shepherds right now for the next few minutes because I want us to understand what the shepherds are. So if you, talk, if you read on scholars and you read commentary and things like that, there's a, a debate. There's kind of two, two senses here. There's two different kinds of shepherds. One is a priestly shepherd, a shepherd priest who would prepare the sheep for the Passover. That's what they were doing. They would keep the sheep to get them ready for the Passover for slaughter. But then there was a second kind of shepherd, and that was an ordinary shepherd. These guys who were ordinary shepherds, um, well, they were, they were a little off because people despised them. People did not trust them. They had no respect. They were not trusted. The ordinary shepherd was not. It was so bad as if a shepherd had witnessed a murder or witnessed a crime, they couldn't even testify in court. That's how bad these shepherds were looked on. They were not looked on with like, oh, come witness. Oh, no, you can't even witness because you are a shepherd. It was so bad that the shepherds, this ordinary shepherd who kept the flock, they couldn't even, uh, people wouldn't buy from them because if they, they bought items, they couldn't even sell items. They couldn't, buy, they couldn't sell any, because once you... Um, I'm getting, my brain is getting ahead of me today. It's been some long week this week. Amen. So when the shepherds, the, the ordinary type of shepherd, whenever, whenever they couldn't sell property because whenever uh, people would buy it, they would think, man, that's probably hot or that's stolen. <laughs> you ever bought something from somebody and thought, man, that's a little sketchy? Yeah, I've done that. One time I decided I want a pair of shoes, and we were like, hey, let's go get those shoes. And I pulled up on the parking lot, and I was like, I'm fixing to get in trouble because this, whose feet did they take those off of and gave them to me? Yeah, but anyway, that's how, that's how they felt. These shepherds, people were really leery of the ordinary shepherd because they were disrespect. They had no trust in them because that's the kind of scoundrels that they were. Matter of fact, these ordinary shepherds, they're ceremonially unclean. They couldn't even go worship in the temple. So what that means is like if you have a, a friend, you go out. I know all of you know shepherds, and you went and make a shepherd friend, right? We all have these shepherd friends that we work with, and they're just our friends on Facebook. If you had a shepherd friend, you couldn't even invite them to church. You couldn't invite them to church because according to this time, they were, uh, they were unclean. They couldn't even come in here to worship. Isn't that something? Can't even worship God because you were considered unclean. They wasn't allowed in the temple to worship. 
They were completely, these, these ordinary shepherds were completely uh, social outcasts. They were the lowest of the lows. Matter of fact, they were actually lumped in with, during that day, as tax collectors. Mm, probably the same nowadays. Anyway, um, <clears throat> IRS, tax collectors. I didn't say that. We love the IRS. Um, just keep me from getting in trouble there. But they lumped them in with tax collectors. They lumped them in with prostitutes. They lumped them in with the very lowest of lowest. Matter of fact, they lumped them in with dung sweepers. How would you like to have that job? All you out there complaining about what you do for a living, a dung sweeper. And it wasn't inside of a mobile, an automobile, or a dump truck. They were sweeping the dung as they were going to. That's how low these ordinary shepherds were. Parents would teach their children, if you saw a shepherd walking on the street, go to the other side of the street to walk past them because they were unclean. So can I say this? Shepherds were really bad. I had to get that in there. I had to. Since I'd flopped a lot right there, I just had to get that in there for a minute. They were bad. Say, I have an invitation. Come on, let's say it together. I have an invitation. So for the next few moments, what I'm going to do is we're going to look at the birth of Christ through the lens and the eyes of what a shepherd and the invitation that they received because I think looking at what they received and how they were asked and what was done in their lives, really, we could call ourselves those shepherd people. Anybody in here feel like an outcast? Anybody in here feel like the lowest of the lows? Anybody in here feel like, man, I know I, I'm unclean <laughs> if we can go there? But these are the lessons learned from a shepherd. Number one, first lesson learned from a shepherd is this, I have a place. I have a place. Here it is. Shepherds are out minding their own business in the fields because that's the only place they could be. It was a beautiful night, I'm sure. They were far enough away from the city that the city lights didn't. You could just see the stars. Anybody been out in the fields or fishing at late at night or out camping and you could just see the stars and how beautiful it is and how you see sometimes you can see a shooting star go across and it's so pretty and so beautiful. And all they're doing out there, maybe, maybe at this point in time, maybe just this, the sheep are finally going to sleep. Maybe they're kind of relaxing. The shepherds are sitting around their little fire that's barely dimly lit, just hanging out. The sheep are finally doing whatever. I don't know what they, they're counting sheep. Do they count themselves? I don't know how that works. Anyway, so they're finally doing that. They're counting themselves. They're getting to sleep. You know, maybe they're making that little noise like some of you in here probably have those noise machines that put you to sleep. You know, some of you use that rain, like the rain and thunder and light. I don't understand because if I had rain in the background, I have to get up every five minutes to go to the bathroom. I'm at that age. I'm like, here we go again. I'm not sleeping. So anyway, I don't understand you with your noise machine and rain machines. But anyway, but maybe they were just now relaxing. The sheep were calm. They feel safe. They were guarded. Everybody was settled down. There's just a small breeze coming down through the fields. They're just gazing up at the stars talking about other sheep that sheep over there that sheep over there that's a bad one go guide it in and then bam an angel shows up and says what don't be afraid what are you saying to me don't be afraid I'm terrified I don't know about you but I'm having some man issues right now I'm like oh we gotta go to the bathroom 
you know, an angel's in the sky. It was dark. It was calm. But they show up and say, what? Don't be afraid. He says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. That angel could have made an appearance to anyone else. God could have put him on assignment with anyone else. But the assignment that God placed inside that angel is go to those shepherds in those fields. The most unlikely, the most untrustworthy, the least of the least. But just maybe, maybe the King of Kings and the Lord of the Lords was saying to them, you have a place. And I think he's saying to us today, you have a place. Here's your invitation is what he's saying to you and what he's saying to me today. Because when you hear about Jesus, it is good news. And it will cause you to have great joy. See, we as Christians have got to get excited about the gospel of Jesus Christ. This message that brings joy for all people, that's what the Bible says. It says it brought joy for all people. If your message that you're sharing doesn't bring joy but brings condemnation, you got the wrong message. Too many of us feel like we're somebody's Holy Spirit, but let me tell you right now, that job's already taken. And I'm glad it's not up for grabs for you or for me. The Holy Spirit's to do what the Holy Spirit does. But the angel says to the shepherd, you have a place. I'm telling you today, if you're in here and you don't feel like you have a place, you have a place in God's kingdom. You have a place inside of this church. You have a place in the calling that's on your life. You have a place. He said, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Did you hear what he said to you? Has been born to you. He has been born to you. He has been born to you. He was born for you. He is your Messiah. He is your Lord. That's some great news. That's some awesome news. The angel is declaring to you and to me, we are not and will not be left out. He is our Messiah. He is our Lord. When you are in the right place at the right time, people's lives will have the opportunity to change. And that's what happened with those shepherds. They were in the right place at the right time. And we see people's lives changed. Just think if we didn't have Luke chapter 2. Because they saw and they acted on it. We're going to get into that in just a minute. But because he appeared to them, we have Luke chapter 2 telling us that he went to the lowest of the lows. Say, I have a place. You have a place. You have an invitation. You have an invitation. The second lesson learned from the shepherds here is I have a decision. Luke chapter 2 verse 15 says, When the angels had left them and gone into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. The shepherds said, let's go. The shepherds had a decision to make. Do I just keep this amazing message to myself? Do we just go back and keep sheeping the sheep, shepherding the sheep? Bah. Is that what we do? Do we just keep doing that? Do I keep it built here or do I go? And they said, let's go. 
They could have sat around and went, man, that was a really cool, that's awesome. I don't know why they got an accent now, but anyway, they did. My shepherds in my mind, that's how they talk. Hey. You know, bah. They had a decision to make. And verse 16 says it very clearly, so they hurried off. See, when we receive the good news of Jesus Christ, we must want to experience him. What if every Christian was so excited about coming to church and had such a great anticipation that when we got here, we were like, I'm just ready to seek him. I'm ready to seek him. I'm ready to seek him. Instead of going, what can I get out of this? So many times we come to see what we can get instead of how what I can give him is my praise. We got to seek him and we'll find his presence. He will draw closer to him. He will draw closer to us. The day we are so excited and can't wait for church for the doors to open. That we have made a decision, I'm going to hurry up and be there. We can be on time for everything else, but getting in God's presence for some reason makes us slow down. When you make the decision to seek him, you will see him. And you will share him with others. Say, I have a decision. You have an invitation. The third lesson that's learned from the shepherds, I have a mission. In Luke 2, verse 17, it says, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. See, the shepherds realized that now they have a mission to spread the word. They had so much joy and so much excitement inside of their heart that they had to get the message out to everyone. Because what you have to realize is the last time that the word of God had been prophesied or spoken, the last time they heard it was four year, 400 years before this very time. 400 years without hearing God or feeling his presence. 400 years without having a prophecy happen. 400 years, and now these shepherds, ordinary shepherds, the lowliest of the lowlies, get the first experience to hear about the Messiah, the one who's coming to save us. They had a mission, and they could not keep it a secret. You and I have got to become compelled and should look for the opportunities to share the good news of Christ. We should not want to keep the good news of Jesus Christ a secret. Why do we? We can make all the excuses that we want to make about not sharing the gospel. I mean, I don't do this. I don't do that. We can make all those excuses, but you can't get any lower than the ordinary shepherds. That people would walk on the other side of the road when they saw them. We have no excuse. We've got to become compelled inside of our heart that this gospel thing is the real thing. And we're going to share it with everybody we can to let them know heaven is a real place. A Savior came to earth and died for them. And they don't have to live in sin anymore. Did the shepherds just go back to, to the sheep? No. They had to share the good news. They felt compelled to share the good news. Is there anybody in here to be willing to say, man, God, God's been good to me. 
God's got me out of some mess that I got myself into. And if he ain't got you out of some mess that you got yourself into, guess what? You were born into sin, so he got you out of that mess. So none of us walk on water are perfect. We all had to be saved one way or another. When we are full of the joy of the Lord, there should be an excitement inside of us that we can't explain. Better than that, there should be such a joy inside of us about the risen Savior and what he's done for us and the birth of a king that we have to explain it. We have to try to get the words out to tell people. We must share it. Have you ever been so excited about, and if you haven't, maybe your kids had about a gift or a present or maybe a trip you're fixing to go on or, or something like that. Maybe, maybe you got super excited about your wedding day or your firstborn. Hey, if you're a grandparent, I can tell you right now, we're excited about our first grandchild. We're excited about all of them, but the first one, I can show you. You want to see photos? Let's see. And we got a whole movie going on right here for the next 30 minutes because they are all my babies, right? We get so excited about that. Showing about our wedding pictures, our trips, showing about our kids, about our grandkids. That's great. But it should fail to compare to what we feel about the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. Because if we're doing that, we're showing them who's the most important. Verse 18 says, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The shepherds understood the mission because it says all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said. They shared the gospel. You and I have a mission. Don't count yourself out. No matter how you have been identified in your life, you are called by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Instead of you hearing or maybe instead of you feeling that, oh, that's just a shepherd, what you need to start saying is, oh, that is a shepherd. There's a difference. Oh, that's just a shepherd. Uh, he just shovels dung. But you know what? Oh, I am a shepherd. I'm sharing the good news. I am the shepherd because he appeared to me and got me out of my situations. I am the shepherd because he cleaned me up. And he brought me out. I am a shepherd because I'm telling everybody about the Messiah, the King of kings and Lord of lords. There are people out there waiting for you to share the good news of Jesus Christ. They're waiting on you. They're waiting on you to do it. Why not? God came to us just like he did a shepherd. God came to us, the discounted, the lowly. But God knew, if I could just get my good news to them, if I could just get my good news to them, if I could just get my good news to them, I bet they'll share it. I bet they'll, they'll spread this gospel. I, I, I bet as he was having that angel in front of them, he could have went to an emperor who ruled that everybody serve God and that that was the Messiah. But he said, no, I'm going to go to the shepherds and let them share my gospel because they're going to be excited about where they came from and where they're heading to. They're going to share it. Say, I have a mission. 
I've said multiple times to you, you have an invitation. You have an invitation. I want to say to you right now is they need an invitation. They need an invitation. When you get ready to leave today, we started it last week. We had these bundle of five cards, and they're invite cards for the Christmas service. Because remember I said, this is when the most time of the year that people come to church. The attendance is the highest at Christmas time than any other time of the year. That's what this is. These five five cards right here, we're asking you to take these five cards. Don't put them in your glove compartment. Don't throw them in your purse. Don't put them underneath your seat. Don't put them with your trash wrappers or your Coke cans. We're, well, we're asking you, hand these out to five people on purpose because you have good news. You have good news of Jesus Christ. And, and when you say, well, that's just a card, what is it doing? It's opening the door of invitation. It's opening the door of communication. It's opening the door of you being able to witness and say, this is why I want you to come with me today. This is why I want you to come with me on the 16th or 17th. Because, see, with having six services, there's no excuse why they can't come. You can find a time. Bring them with you, though. Don't send them and you stay home. You have an invitation. They're going to give you these invitations out there as you leave today. My prayer today is you feel compelled, just like a shepherd felt compelled to go share the amazing story of what the angel told him about the Messiah. You get so excited about the birth of Jesus Christ that you run, you run to go get them. <coughs> Last week, <coughs> as you sat down today, these cards right here were in your seats. We ask you to write down five names, five names of people that you want to see that need to be saved, that you're going to invite to church, that, that, we want to, that you want them to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ because you know he's the only answer for them. We ask you to write down five names. I'm going to ask you to do the same thing to, again today. And at, by the end of service today, what you can do with them, what you can do is you can bring them up here and drop them off. You can go to the next step desk. But, but get so hungry that these five names need to hear the gospel, that you're not going to, you're going to go after them. I wish I could communicate to you how I feel so compelled to tell you, you should be, you can, and you may be somebody's only hope. You never know when someone's going to pass away, and I'm not going to get, I'm not trying to guilt you into being an evangelist or witnessing. I'm not trying to guilt you into that. What I want to do is compel you to understand that not every breath is guaranteed to us. So why do we not, why do we take those breaths for granted when we have the good news? Go after them. But today, if you have some loved ones, write down their names and, and put them here. We believe in the prayer, power of prayer. So we're going to pray over these in just a minute all together as a congregation. But before we do that, I want you to know that you're in the right place today. You can make the right decision sharing the gospel. You can begin your mission as you walk out those doors today. You can come in and say, man, okay, that was an okay sermon. That was great praise and worship. Yeah, it was pretty good. Or you can go, man, I'm fired up. I'm going to go win somebody today. I'm going to go invite somebody today. I'm going to go tell them the good news today. I'm going to go be the witness that God has called me to be today. There's no, there's no uh, mythology to it. 
just go tell him what you saw. He saved me from the dark. He pulled me out of my sins. That's what he did for me. He can do the same for you. Everybody bow your heads and close your eyes for just a minute. Maybe today, maybe today you have lost your amazement of who Christ is. Maybe that's why you haven't felt compelled to witness or feel you're compelled to invite people or compelled to share the gospel. Maybe you haven't been sharing the good news because through circumstances you've lost your joy. I want to tell you today, he's here to give it back to you. It's yours. You just got to take it. And you got to cast off all those other things. Today, if you say, man, I, I'm not, just, just be honest. I'm not, I've lost my amazement of who Christ is. If that's you today, I want you to lift your hand. If, you, if it's today and you say, I've lost my joy, I want you to lift, lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Father, as we see hands all over this place, I pray that the, you said the joy of the Lord is your, our strength, and I'm praying that you would bring the joy back in their lives right now like never before. You would make them strong. You would get them excited about you. You would put that passion in them as when they first found you. That's what would come back in their life. Even more so, make yourself real to them as they're seeking you and they're trying to find you, I pray right now. I'm praying right now. It's all gone. It's all gone. We cast away all those, those rejections and all the, the things that have kept the joy from happening. Father, I, we cast those. We break those bonds. We break those chains. We break them right now. I'm here to tell you today, you've been chosen by the King of Kings to hear the love of Jesus, to receive the love of Jesus, and to share the love of Jesus. If today you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you don't know the, this Messiah, if you don't know this birth of this Christ, today is so easy. All you have to do is repent of your sins. Admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on the cross and he rose on the third day. Confess him Lord of your life and you will be saved is what the Bible tells us. If you say today, I don't know if I passed away, if, I would, if I'd make it to heaven. I don't know my destination. If that's you today, would you just lift your hand? Is there anyone that says, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? I see one hand. I see two. I see three. I see four. There's five. Amen. Six. Amen. 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 Yeah, put your hands together for Jesus. We're going to pray the sinner's prayer together. If you raise your hand today, I want you to repeat after me. And we as a family are going to say it with you because we believe in being a family. And that's what we are here at this church. We're family and we pray together. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart and my life. Please forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week and we'll see you here next Sunday.
Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.